Amanda Carson is back with us today. She was here about a year ago to talk about how to shift through grief. And today she's going to share with us how to navigate grief through the holiday season. This could be a challenging time for people who are grieving, and it's important to be able to take care of ourselves, set healthy boundaries, and support those around us who are experiencing grief. Amanda Carson is a registered social worker, hypnotherapist, meditation guide, and end-of-life doula. Her mission is to introduce her clients to their limitless nature and provide a space where they feel seen and heard while they navigate the challenges they are experiencing in their lives. She specializes in supporting those who are experiencing anxiety, loss, grief, and preparing for the end of their life. She reminds her clients how to harness their own unique strengths and inner resources and recognize that they are their own best teacher, guide, and healer. You're listening to The Terry Holland Show, the podcast for high-performing entrepreneurs ready to take your life and your business to the next level. And if you want to get there faster, go to terryholland.ca. Hi, Amanda. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. It's really great to have you here again. Ah, yes. I know. We were just saying, has it been a few months, early spring, we met, something like that? Yeah. 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 Earlier in the year. Yeah. So thank you for taking some time today and coming coming on again. And I thought this was timely because this time of year, I know a lot of people, you know, struggle with grief for the loss of a loved one, especially when it comes to the holidays. And so I thought, what a what a good time to bring you back and to share some some guidance for people, some tips, and and how to get through this time of year. So, what are some of the the common experiences that you see coming up from people who are grieving or or some things that you know are are normal this time of year when we're grieving. Well, and I think it certainly depends too on where someone's at with their grief experience, whether they have had a recent loss um, or a loss that has happened perhaps a number of years ago. And I, I believe last time too, we would have looked at yes, grief in terms of losing someone in our lives, someone passing away, but other forms of grief too that might be be coming up during the holiday season, even things like, you know, a move to a new place, being away from family, or perhaps a relationship ending or changing. Um, And so I think we can also dive into that about how grief can really look like a lot of different things. Um, But even in some of, you know, the conversations that I've had with with clients this last week, one of the themes that I'm I'm hearing from people is there can be this experience of almost like a dimming of their perhaps excitement for this time of year, Um, like just that, you know, that happiness or kind of joy of the holiday season, I think of course, if, if there has been something lost, a person, um, a pet, a job, there's this feeling that something is missing for people. Yeah. And so, you know, in my conversations this week, I've, I've heard that a few times um, repeated from different, different people about, yes, there's things that they're looking forward to. And, you know, they do plan to enjoy, enjoy the holiday season as much as they can. But something's missing. It feels like that light is is dimmed to some degree. 
And I think that that can be, you know, really a shared experience for, for, for a lot of people, no matter what the loss was or the grief, the grief is at this time. And how about, you know, if we're the support for somebody who's experiencing grief or loss around this time of year, what are, what are some things we can do to support those in our lives who are grieving or having a hard time at this, this time of year? I think one thing that I I notice in people is that they get this feeling of not wanting to be a burden to other people with how they're feeling. And I hear, I hear that a lot from clients where they may not want to bring something up with family or friends because they don't want to make other people sad or they don't want to bring down the mood or they don't want to, yeah, impose on, on the holiday gatherings. But I think if we can, checking in with people, whether there's been a loss, you know, within the last year or 10 years, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, checking in with people and really just simply asking them how they're, how they're doing and, and just taking that time to listen. I think that we can have so much discomfort around talking about death, grief, loss, that sometimes those conversations might get avoided and I think it goes both ways I think sometimes those that are grieving don't want to burden and then the people that are supporting don't want to make the grieving person more sad like there's this kind of back and forth of just I don't want to I don't know and um but I think for most people that are grieving they just want someone just to simply ask them you know, how are you? Is there anything I can do for you? Or, and, and and maybe also just following through with some kind of action, just showing up to someone's home, just dropping something, something simple off for them or cooking a meal with them. Um, But, but just being there and being present, I think with what they're experiencing, which can be, I know it can be challenging to do that for a lot of reasons. For sure. And I think that the way you just said about the following through with an action is really important. Yeah. I see, you know, I've seen this in my world where um, even if I reach out to someone and say, how are you doing? And they'll say, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And it doesn't go any further, but taking yeah. that step, I, I could see going a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that question that does get, or not so much a question, but I guess a statement that gets said a lot is that, um, let me know if you need something. But I don't know that many grievers, people that are grieving, are going to necessarily ask Mm -hmm. for anything. They might, but I don't know that that will actually happen. And um, often, too, I don't even know if if the person may truly know what they need or what they would like help with. So sometimes it's okay, I think, that we ask, you know, or offer that and say, let me know. But also, too, just kind of perhaps then following through and And again, it doesn't have to be um, imposing on someone's space or time, but just something simple, Um, you know, picking up the phone and calling and asking, would you like to talk? Do you have time to talk? Or yeah, maybe dropping by, bringing something, having a coffee, Mm -hmm. just, just allowing that discomfort to be there and moving through that and and showing up as best as we can for someone. I know that uh, earlier in the year when we lost our dog, Rufus, two of the things that that really stood out for me was 
you know, one friend the day after he messaged me and he said, I'm bringing breakfast and coffee for you guys. Mm -hmm. I can drop it off at the door or I can stay for a talk, whatever you want. And so it wasn't like, uh, do you want me to do this? He just said, this is what I'm doing. And I can stay for a visit or I can just leave it at the door. Um, and another friend did something similar. She came by with, uh, with a beautiful pot of flowers and message and said, I'm dropping something off for you. I can leave it on the porch or I can, I can come say hello, whatever you're comfortable with right now. And those two gestures were so like, felt so good and meant so much to me that I didn't have to ask. Um, and that they just, they both just said, this is what I'm doing. And you know, we can, we can visit or I can just leave it for you. And it went a long way. Yeah. Yeah. And they gave you that, that choice as well. It was still, it was still this, I'm showing up for you, but here are a couple of choices, which, which oftentimes after a loss, we can feel like we, we didn't have a choice in that. Right. And that can feel really challenging. And so to be able to kind of be presented with choice for some, sure. Yes. It could be a little overwhelming to start making choices and decisions. I don't, right. But for others too, it can be supportive. Okay. I can leave this here for you. Or would you like me to come in? And now the, the choice is up to you. You get to decide, like you're saying, what are you feeling like today? What are you comfortable with? Yeah. 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 It's a, it it worked for me. I know that (laughs) it felt good. Yeah. And that's really, and I think that's such a good point because of course, I think anytime we're talking about grief or loss, it is such a unique experience, right? And that's, and I think that that's what, if we can also remember that, like, yes, we might say the wrong thing, do the wrong thing. Um, I do talk to this with clients a lot and sometimes we laugh and sometimes they, they don't like to hear it, but they know it's true. <laughs> sometimes people can't do anything right. <laughs> you know it's like yeah like they're not at they're not checking in enough they're checking in too much it's just sometimes it just doesn't matter what people around us do it's not going to be the right thing um but that of course we can see that that's it's a much bigger thing than than what's happening in that in that um that dynamic there's there's a lot of of emotion there that's making things just complicated and and it's and of course it it can be challenging but sometimes too if if we are the ones supporting someone in their grief knowing that it doesn't it's not meant to be perfect it's not yeah because the situation is anything but perfect it's that I think I don't know I think that's for me one of the reasons that I maybe am so drawn to grief work because it is just so like messy and raw and like, it's not about getting it perfect. It's just about doing the best that you can in those moments with what you have. And that it's just, there's just so much like innate, I don't know, just like humanness in that because it it is messy, right? Life is messy. And so is, so is death sometimes. and, And so is what comes after a death. And so it's, it's not meant to be perfect by any means. Absolutely. And how about when it comes to taking care of ourselves at this time? Um, 
what are some things that we can do to make sure that we're, we're taking care of ourselves, that we're, you know, practicing some self-care? Do you have any tips or guidance on that? Yeah. And so depending on where someone is with their loss, if it's early days, early stages, which unfortunately, right, sometimes right before the holidays, there could be, there could be a loss, it could be, you know, a death by illness, there could be accidents that happen, like just with our winter roads, there could be, you name it. Um, Again, it could also be grief outside of death, it could be relationship changes, it could be an animal um, passes away or needs to be, um, you know, put down or, or anything like this. And so in those early stages, I always like to try and remind people that just meeting those basic needs. Um, You know, are you able to eat, sleep, Mm -hmm. bathe, do some things that are distracting, maybe watching some shows, reading some books, yeah, um, being around, you know, being around the people that you love, getting outside, just some of those basics. Um, And then that later stages too, right? Maybe some time has passed and the waves are still coming but someone's maybe managing a little bit differently a little bit better Uh, knowing that you're allowed to yeah change your mind especially with holiday gatherings and things you're allowed to say yes I'm going to come to something and then change your mind and say actually I don't think that I'm going to be there Mm -hmm. um you know or I've I've spoken with clients about this too where even at holiday get-togethers and and or family gatherings, maybe you're spending so much time with with a group of people and then you need to take some time to be alone. That might be even going into a separate room, going out for a walk. It's okay to take those breaks because, which I know I think does happen and can happen where we do kind of force ourselves or we tell ourselves, you know, we have to show up, we have to go here, we have to do this. And I'm just even before we got on this call, you know, I was just thinking for maybe just families or, or, you know, that person in the family who does all of the planning and all the organizing. And if that person is grieving and they're still feeling like I have to do it all and I have to make sure that, you know, if you have children, make sure the kids are happy and they're having a good time and that these people are fed and this and that. And, and then, you know, you're experiencing your own experience of, of grief there can be this pressure to have to do it all. Right. And, and if we can practicing that, that self-compassion and that recognition that things are hard, things are challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling stressed and, and to knowing who you can ask for, for help or support. Um. To, to kind of help carry some of that with you. Yeah. And, and what about, you know, if it comes to um, family dynamics can be tricky sometimes and, mm-hmm. and I can see, and even social like friend groups can be mm-hmm. a little bit tricky to navigate. What are some things we can do when it comes to setting boundaries with people? Like if we're mm-hmm. feeling, if we're, if we're in a stage of grief and we're feeling pressure to show up or, pressure to go to that party or to participate in a certain way what are some ways we can set boundaries around that and uphold those boundaries 
Yeah, that's such a good, um, that ending of that sentence and, and actually uphold them. And it's, and I, I say this to my clients, it is not easy. It is sometimes easier just to let everyone walk all over your, you know, or, or disregard the boundaries. Yeah. Um, but as best as we can, having that, that communication with the people that are in our lives. And, and perhaps there's, there's maybe someone that you feel that you can be honest with and open with and, and really trust. And, you know, you don't have to share everything with everyone, but maybe there's that one person who just is able to really understand where you're coming from and you can communicate that with that person and they can then share that information to the rest of the, you know, the group or, and, um, and if, you know, if there is that, that pressure, I think it's important to, to acknowledge that that I think is even that another aspect of grief that maybe doesn't get talked about enough, right? This expectation or this pressure to show up and, and that could also be yes, with, with gatherings, with, with get togethers and things, but even all of the other stuff that comes along with the holidays, right? Like working up until that, those last days before you go on your holidays or, like I was saying, making sure that the kids have something to do over the, the Christmas break and just all of these expectations, right? And so I think checking in with ourselves and, and doing our best to be honest, you know, notice how we're feeling on that physical level because we experience grief so physically. If we're feeling drained, if we're feeling tired, do we need to take some time? Do we need to pause? Do we need to to slow down um, emotionally too, right? What's going on? Am I breaking down and, and crying? And, and I'm feeling like this is out of control, but I've got to keep going. I've got to keep pushing through that. Um, sometimes it can be nice too, to kind of have someone who can help you remind yourself of those boundaries. And, and that could be a friend or a family member, but even, you know, a therapist or a coach or someone that you're working with who you can check in with and talk these things through with and say, you know, I do recognize that I'd like to set some boundaries, but I'm having a hard time with that, knowing that there's support along the way. You don't have to do it all on your own. Yeah. Um, because that can be, it can be, yeah, just another another challenge that comes with with moving through grief and and if there's people that that don't understand it then that's it's you know remembering that that's not up to you to make them understand either um, oh yeah good point you know and that and it's they don't understand because they're not in that experience and it really, it really is so unique to each person too. You might have had, even say within a family, um, if say, just for example, someone in a, in a family, yeah, family unit passed away, say children, parents, everyone in that family is going to have a different experience, right? And so one family member might be, yeah, I want to go to the, the gathering. I want to see everyone. I miss everyone. I really need my family right now. And another might be going, I don't want to see anyone. I want to be alone. Yeah. And no, there's no right or wrong way either. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm really glad that you mentioned too about, you know, finding that counselor, someone that you can talk to. I think sometimes we think that our friends are that role or our family. 
and and sometimes yeah. that's that's too much for them and and it's yeah. really I think important to distinguish that and know when it's time to to go to a professional who is is trained to handle it who um, is a safe place where we can talk about these things so what would you yeah. say are some of the some of the signs I guess that that maybe it's time to go speak to a counselor how do you know when that's the next step this this just came up in a session yesterday actually um and I think this person that I was meeting with you know they were just saying to me that they just really felt that no one in their circle really understood what they were going through um again they didn't want to burden friends or family um they did recognize in themselves that they were maybe not doing as well as they would like to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, they, they, they had tried some uh, counseling at, at an earlier stage and they wanted to try it again and, and approach it now at this later time. And they just took it upon themselves to go, you know, things have changed. And I think I'm also now in this time kind of ready to do that again or interested in, in doing that again. And that's okay too, right? It, we we yeah. might decide we want to go and see a counselor and we might get there and realize actually this is too much for me right now. Um, and that's okay. That can be revisited at a later time. It is, it is an option that is there whenever that time arrives and comes. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's okay to have, have those changes. Sure. Absolutely. And what would you say is like, a, if you had one last sort of takeaway that you want them to get from this, um, you know, one key point, what would that be? Well, I wonder, maybe I'll give two, if okay. that's okay. That yeah. Yeah. Cause I think there's a couple, there's a couple things that I think are really important. So one Again, as much as we can, remembering that our experience is our own. Mm-hmm. And if we can, not comparing, not looking outside of ourselves and saying, this person's doing so much better than I am, or I'm doing this wrong, or I have to do this. And, you know, again, taking on these, these pressures, these expectations. So doing our best to check in with our basic needs, and, and allow ourselves to really listen to what we need at any time. Yes, during this time where, where there is maybe going to be more of that socializing and, and gathering, but of course at any time of the year. And, and then another point I just wanted to add was if, if desired to, how can those losses be brought into this time as well? Yeah. And how can we, you know, kind of continue that relationship with if it is a person or even a pet? Um, can we can we kind of honor them somehow during this time, right? Are there are there things that we might like to to somehow incorporate? So, for example, you know, with a Christmas tree, maybe that person that's no longer here had a favorite ornament or you know, a different, a certain style of ways that they liked to do some decorating or things like that. Can that be brought into, into this time so that when you see it, maybe perhaps that can bring you some of that 
that sense of that person being around. Um, maybe there's like a favorite dessert or a dish or something that they made or they liked to have. Can that be brought in? Um, any, of, any of those ways that you can kind of incorporate that person into this time? Because I think the thing is they're there any they're there anyways within our thoughts, within our, wow. you know, our heart. We're 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 thinking about them. It's not like they're not with us. So can we can we actually, yeah, bring that somehow into into our into our holiday in a way that just feels like they're included somehow, if that resonates with people. Some sometimes that might not feel, you know, maybe not the time or people just for whatever reason, aren't drawn to doing that. And that's okay too. But I think for some, it can bring a sense of um, comfort. And if anything else, just that honoring of someone who who was a part of the family, was a part of the group, was a part of the household. Those are great tips. Thank you so much for coming on again. You're always a wealth of knowledge in this area. and, And I really appreciate you sharing with us your insights. I hope you enjoyed this episode today. I hope you got value out of it. And if you know someone who would benefit by listening to this, please share it with your friends and your family who may be experiencing grief this holiday season and may need additional support. Also, Amanda's contact information is available in the show notes. So please reach out to her, follow her on Instagram and have a look at what she's able to offer for people who are navigating through grief and end of life. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you all have a great day.